0: And that is the most, in my opinion, based on, on what I've researched and and experienced myself to prevent regret mm-hmm. is to sit down and think about those people in our lives that we have not yet thanked properly and reach out to them, write them that letter set up a zoom if it's in the middle of covid which i did several of um if they're anywhere close by and you can get together with them on a park bench or in a coffee shop or in their home or your home and and share it and then gift them a copy of the letter then voila that is a magic
1: um wand experience Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share new and different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Our guests come from many different and diverse backgrounds, and the one thing they all have in common is a passion for gratitude. I'm Julie Boyer, a gratitude and gut health expert, and I love showing you different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another interview episode of the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. This week, I'm sharing an interview I did with a good friend, I.J. McIntyre. I.J. is the author of The Grateful Way and also has a TEDx talk, Feel Regret-Free With Gratitude. So we definitely dive into a lot of things that have to do with practicing gratitude. This episode is ideal for those listeners who have a gratitude practice and like to find new and different ways to practice gratitude, which is really what this podcast is about. I love all the ways that we discuss how gratitude is infused in our daily life and how IJ and I practice gratitude in such different ways. That's what I love about gratitude is you can never run out of different ways to try and implement gratitude in your own life. And speaking of implementing gratitude practices, I have something new and exciting to share with you. I'm working on a very special gratitude habit tracker for you. I'm close to getting it finished. So take a look in the show notes to see if there's a link for it. If not, stay tuned and you'll hear about it in the next podcast episode. Friends, I'm so excited to welcome I.J. McIntyre, author of The Grateful Way, to the podcast, and I can't wait for you to hear all the insights she has to share about gratitude. Hello, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boye, and today I'm welcoming a good friend and other grateful person in my life, IJ. Hi, my friend. Hi, Julie. Thanks for having me. I am so excited we are finally doing this. IJ and I have been connected through the gratitude community for over a year now. And this is the first time we're getting together for a conversation specifically around gratitude. And let me explain to you why IJ is the one to have this conversation. So IJ McIntyre is the Grateful Way woman. She is a gratitude aficionado, author, and TEDx speaker who discovered the extraordinary power of gratitude. She's the author of The Grateful Way, a short, sweet, inspirational memoir and how-to self-care book based on the remarkable way her mom faced adversities and embraced adventures. While writing her book and preparing her TEDx talk, IJ discovered the extraordinary power of expressing gratitude. She tells true stories and shares scientific studies that show us how we can feel regret-free. One THX. At a time. So from the introduction, you can tell we have a lot to talk about, so much fun. I love starting the podcast though with you giving yours, us a little bit of an introduction of, you know, kind of who you are and where you came from, especially since a lot of your gratitude work comes from your upbringing and your mom. Thanks, Julie.
0: You are so right. The reason I had um, explored gratitude was because of my remarkable mom. I realized along the way how fortunate I was that she was a positive, glass-half-full kind of woman, no matter what. That she faced more than her fair share of tragedies and uh, really embraced more than her fair share of uh, triumphs and adventures in her life. I, along the way, had the opportunity to explore writing a book about her and her life. And in fact, at the beginning, I went off to a, a weekend book writing workshop. I, was, I wasn't I was sure I had a whole book in me. <laughs> I I was quite sure I had a chapter and maybe I would have contributed to an anthology or something. However, along the way, with the the coaxing and coaching of the book writing uh, workshop, I realized that yes, there were nuggets, there were learnings, there were opportunities to share with other people about how my mom had had handled adversity and how she had, at the end of her life. Um, been able to look back in her rear view mirror and say yes, kind of no matter what, it was a good life. Did it have wrinkles? Absolutely. but i I really wanted to um, showcase that and invite other people. And really, for myself, I decided, yes, I wanted to be like that too. So the book writing coach asked me what I would say was almost a magic question that weekend. And his question was, how did she do it? Mm. Because so many people attribute positive thinking and a positive personality to the way we're born, the way we're raised. There's lots of research around nature, nurture, all those kinds of things. Are we hardwired to be positive or not? And There's a, an inclination that it's really hard. I believe it's, it is possible to shift that energy from positive to, or from negative, from, from negative to positive. Excuse me. Um, however, the question around how did she do it sent me off on a research mission understanding the stories, but then also looking for the thread throughout them. And the more I dug into it, the more I realized that she was able to find something, a silver lining, a little nugget of goodness to give her strength, to give her courage, to give her comfort, something to hang on to in those really deep, dark moments or shortly thereafter, because not necessarily right in the very heart Mm -hmm. of the tragedy. And she was also so appreciative of opportunities that she always said, yes, please, and embraced and was so thankful for those kinds of um, experiences that, Again, all of a sudden it came to me and I I realized the light bulb was, it was all about being grateful. Now, my mom was born in the 20s. So she didn't practice gratitude the way we talk about it now. I wonder... You know, I want to
1: ask you a quick question about that. You know, being born in that day, because that was kind of the day like Norman Vincent Peale, like before even Think and Grow Rich, that sort of existed. But I'm guessing your mom didn't really have, obviously didn't have access to any of this or even the language to use it. And I want to ask a question before we sort of dive deeper into your mom's story about, about you. And that is, you mentioned something about nature versus nurture. And I'm wondering if while you were growing up, while you were experiencing these challenging times, did you notice any of the ways that your mom was handling this? Or was it really truly only later upon reflection coming back saying, oh, you know what? My mom did do this.
0: That's a great question. And I would say that the first true tragedy that my mom that I know about and experienced as well, but I was only eight. So I did not appreciate that until later. There were definitely um, little clues, if you will, because to my mom's credit, uh, much like the rest of Uh, the gratitude uh, specialists and champions that I know and love like you, Mm. um, we embrace uh, thank you notes and um, keep them and treasure them. And she did too. And so she kept mementos that, again, were like breadcrumbs that allowed me to, again, in hindsight, really get to the heart of that. Uh, but again, would she have called it that? No. Um, did I recognize it until uh, after she passed away? Actually, because she passed away in 2011, and it was 2013 when I started to think about and had the had the opportunity myself to think about putting this all together in a book that would be a tribute to her, but really was an invitation to others. And an exploration for myself right. to understand, so what can I learn from this? And what is, um, what are the lessons that others can benefit from? Uh, and as you know, um, gratitude is not new and it's not magic. Uh, and it's really not one size fits all, but there are you know, many people, and I don't for a minute think that, you know, as I say that this is, you know, a new revelation, but it's a, it's another way to look at it mm-hmm. and another context yep. and to provide some thought provoking and then potentially some practical uh, tips and, and nudges. Cause I realized even more that I needed them myself. Um, I, I, I I have always had good intentions. And there have been times when those good good intentions have not served me well because I haven't acted on them. Hmm. And I tell that story in my TEDx talk because when I was writing the book, I went looking for my own lived experiences as well. Yep. And, Makes sense. Yeah. and it certainly came crashing down that. There were opportunities that I had missed uh, that now I won't say I'm perfect, but now I try very hard to get ahead of and to get in front of um, to, again, try to uh, prevent regret. Yeah. And certainly to deal with uh, the regrets that all of us have. Uh, Concordia uh, study there in 2011, I think it was, um, 90% of us have experienced some kind of severe regret. And in addition, I mean, we all, if we're doing anything in our lives, we will make mistakes and there will be some regret that goes with them. Um, the, The opportunity I think is to to deal with the feelings and you know learn from them and go forward.
1: It's interesting that you say that you know gratitude isn't magic although sometimes I feel in a way that it is because I feel like as we learn to practice gratitude and I know your you know your TEDx talk around you know feeling regret free with gratitude and how gratitude actions, our gratitude practices can literally transform the way we see a situation, even one that was in the past. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes it can be a magic wand because I also, you know, one of my mentors taught me your word is your wand. Ah. And so if you're using words of gratitude in the place of words of regret or frustration or... Loss, it can sometimes be that that transformation that we might need to be able to move through or forward, not leaving behind, you know, tragedy, grief, all of these things, they're a part of us. We're not getting over it. We're using this gratitude, you know, wand, this magic of gratitude to move through life, to move forward Mm -hmm. in life with a different perspective. So a question for you about, because you have a book, you were writing the book and the TEDx talk. Did the TEDx talk come after the book had been written? Yes, it
0: did. And it's interesting because I never really intended to write a book. That was Ah. uh, because of my colleagues and the opportunity to go on that book writing workshop and as I said before, I really didn't think I had a whole book in me. Uh, I've been a professional speaker forever. And in fact, when I was a kid, I was in 4-H in small town Saskatchewan, and we did public speaking before I knew I was supposed to be afraid of it. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I've i always, that's been a comfort for me, a place to be, and a, and a and offer uh, gain a, a, the the chance to express uh, verbally and and to gain influence potentially positively with um, messages throughout my career. Um, and certainly, I had if there was an aspiration, it wasn't to be an author; it was to be a TEDx speaker. So funny. and okay. and that and that opportunity didn't co- present itself <laughs> um, until after and it wasn't like the book <laughs> opened that door it was completely in some ways separate mm. uh related in some ways but but well, it was I mean, serendipity yeah really. i
1: think too like when you put yourself in this place of writing a book doing this exploration and learning about gratitude and all of these like you said the 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 like breadcrumbs that your mom left your mind opened up in new and different ways to allow you to attract this opportunity that may not have been aligned before because you weren't there in your journey especially along gratitude and i wanted to ask you about you know you say this this feeling regret free with gratitude so you talk about writing letters of gratitude. Can you tell me about that process for someone who's listening right now? And they're they're in that 90% of people who live with, you know, really deep regret and may not ever bother them every day, it, but it's just might like be niggling in the back of their mind or something. How would they... I mean, I understand we can go watch your TED talk, all of those wonderful things, but let's just, let's share with the listeners right now. What, how do I even start this process? What does that look like?
0: Mm, Thank you for asking about that. And also uh, your perspective. I love the magic wand. Our word is our wand. And definitely gratitude is very powerful if we exercise it, if we express it. Totally. And one of the ways to express it is through a gratitude letter. I got the idea when I was doing all my research. Initially, through Martin Seligman in Authentic Happiness, he talks about a gratitude night that he created with one of his university classes. And he invited his students to think of someone significant in their lives that they had not yet thanked properly. And to write, sit down, write them a gratitude letter, and then invite them to a gratitude night at class. And they each shared those gratitude letters with the recipients. And I believe one-on-one, I don't think it was an open... Um, reading of each of the letters because I'm expecting there were some kind of private, um, and they would have wanted to make it really comfortable for all of the writers of those letters. But then they did a study about that and, you know, sort of three different levels. The first level is just writing the letter was extremely beneficial to the writer of the letter then sharing it with the recipient not only was it ex- additionally sort of it, it uh elevated the benefits of the gratitude expressing that gratitude for the writer of the letter But then, of course, the recipient was also the benefit and beneficiary, if you will, of the gratitude letter and potentially inspired, motivated to then create the ripple by turning around and doing the same for others. And that again, that power was um, added, built on and added and and it expanded every for each of those steps um I so I knew that that would be one way and and that is the most in my opinion based on on what I've researched and and experienced myself to prevent regret mm-hmm. is to sit down and think about those people in our lives that, We have not yet thanked properly and reach out to them, write them that letter, set up a zoom. If it's in the middle of COVID, which I did several of, Um, if they're anywhere close by and you can get together with them on a park bench or in a coffee shop or in their home or your home and, and share it and then gift them a copy of the letter, then voila, that is a magic um, wand experience.
1: Wow. So I want to mention that it also takes an incredible amount of courage to do step two. Yes. Step one, it's still private. You do it yourself and there are benefits. Yes. Simply writing the letter. And we can send, and one practice that I've done is sending the letter as opposed to reading it. And that yes. was um, Nancy Davis Co. Right. She did the thank you project where she yes. sent 50 letters to celebrate her 50th birthday to people living, people gone, yes. uh, people she didn't know. She sent a love letter to her city that she loved. Like, so all really interesting way to, to use that. And it's that second step though, that you mentioned is having the courage Yes. To sit with that person. And I could see how that part would help us to live regret-free because we've said it, we've allowed them to, you know, given them space to acknowledge it and really created probably a core memory that, like you Mm -hmm. said, can, can hold on for, um, you know, obviously till the end of life. So that That's courageous. And I applaud anybody who gives that a try and is open to doing that. I do want to mention something. It's interesting that we're talking about relationships and regret in this episode, because just a couple of episodes back, I did a gratitude meditation for healing relationships. And Mm -hmm. it's for healing a relationship with someone that you love but maybe not, like the relationship isn't a good place or maybe you're estranged and it's it walks you through a gratitude meditation like with this person to help you to heal that relationship, even if the other person isn't interested in it. But I would, now that I've heard what you have to say about this letter writing, I would, you know, if someone's really struggling with a relationship right now with someone they love, I would recommend maybe Trying this, listening to the meditation that I shared, then writing the letter. yes, and then potentially, if the courage is there or if it's appropriate, sometimes it might not be appropriate, depending on the level of the you know relationship or there's abuse there or whatever, but if it's appropriate, then getting together with that person and sharing the letter without expectation. So I love that you know gratitude to me is a practice that has endless ways to serve each other. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And and certainly one of the ways that I learned about writing letters to individuals that are no longer on this planet mm-hmm. was in the instance where my brother passed away when he was only 37. And I personally didn't have any regrets about our relationship. We were in constant contact, and I knew he knew that I loved him and and that I would be completely uh, devastated by him having a heart attack, going to bed one night, having a heart attack, and being gone. The funeral director, though, invited all of the family and friends to cuz we we shared because there were a lot of people that were extremely shocked that one of the techniques that they offered was to sit down and write a note write a card write a letter tell that the story tell that person the kinds of things the you know say the goodbye you would have said Had you known that you you wouldn't have another opportunity. And again, that that whole concept of, of course, the recipient isn't um, physically here. However, the benefits of allowing the healing that can come from having that option that mechanism that way of communicating was extremely helpful for some of the individuals who who were so hurt and heartbroken uh, by the sudden loss of an individual and for me I used that opportunity to bridge the gap I had of a childhood friend that i knew was in calgary we were <laughs> relatively close by in the scheme of things cuz she was working um in a tv station that was you know downtown calgary and we were living you know close by i was o- well only in my 40s so we you know, we were only in our 40s um busy doing our career things all those and I you know had the picture the only reason I knew she was in town was because she had been in a magazine because she was now the the new anchor of the local tv news and it's not like I even watched it every night or those kinds of things so but I knew I knew she was there and I was going to figure out how to get a hold of her all those kinds of things, and I didn't, and the next time I saw her picture in the newspaper, it was her obituary, and I beat myself up for a long time, and I, I, and right now, it does, it's still, um, my heart tightens, because, like, what was so important, and it's not even like she was my you know best friend from childhood but I was like why didn't I pick up the phone why didn't I figure out how to email her how to get a hold of her all those things because I believed there was lots of time Hmm. there isn't always lots of time and I should have known that because I'd lost my brother um maybe i i was in the immortality trap of my own you know woman in my 40s or whatever mm-hmm. and 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 she was the picture of health the first picture i saw her in the magazine
1: right you know
0: so there was no i had no hints but it was one of those lessons that again i invite and when I was auditioning for my TEDx, one of the people who heard my audition heard that story and he said, you know, I'm not going to go write a gratitude letter. And I said, that's fine. Cause cause I did. I wrote her the letter that if I'd only picked up the phone, this is what I would have talked to her about and congratulated her and learned about her life and all of that. And he said, but I did pick up the phone. And he phoned a friend he hadn't talked to in 13 years. And I said, that's all I want. All I want is for people to have that little nudge that allows them to do something that they're happy that they did. And not only are they happy, but the person who gets that call or gets that letter or those kinds of things, um, there's a... Quite a bit of research around how, how we are uh, reticent and reluctant, and and uh, and I'm going to say a little afraid of sharing those I know, letters and things like that. And we're not sure. Oh, that person might not, you know, receive it, and you know they'll wonder why I'm doing this now. And but the vast majority of the research suggests that people are delighted. Yeah um and and uplifted and so so why wouldn't we why
1: wouldn't Uh, we oh my goodness he took us (laughs) through a lot of emotions there and thank you for you know being so raw and vulnerable with us and for sharing you know one of the ways that you dealt with a Mm -hmm. moment of regret in your life a, a serious moment of regret at the loss of a friend that you just wish you had said a couple extra words too. And this is where we come back to these beautiful everyday gratitude practices. Last month, uh, you joined me and we did a 30 days of gratitude challenge where we sent a handwritten card every day for 30 days to someone in our life to let them know why we were grateful for them. And I've done a few of these in my life. So some people have received more than one card from me over time, but that's okay they you know it doesn't doesn't mean you can't send more than one what's interesting is not everybody answers you back and I think you have to go into this kind of work with like you said, people are scared of what how the other person will react and we go into this kind of this kind of gratitude work with letting go of any expectations of how the other person mm-hmm should or should not react.
0: Absolutely. Right? If
1: they react at all. But you're right. In, I mean, I did hear from many people back saying, I just received your wonderful card in the mail. Thank you so much. It just meant so much to hear from you. And then like your mom did and you did and I did, a lot of people will keep those thank you cards. And sure, you know, maybe they'll never look at them again, but maybe they will. There are times when I've gone through you know, my thank you cards and things like that. And it brings back those moments, those memories, and they're they're cemented in the written form. And so it's so much fun that we we did this together. And,
0: yes.
1: you know, I invite those that are listening to try it. It's like, like I said, super simple for 30 days. You send a handwritten card, postcard, whatever it is to someone in your life and let them know you're grateful. You know, one little beautiful moment that came from that was a friend of mine who had seen that I was doing this challenge because I posted it, right? And it was, it's kind of like, you got to be, you know, part of me was like, I don't want to leave anybody out, you know, to be in the challenge or not, right? Because it's 30 people, you could keep going, but the point was to do 30. And then I did send one to a a dear, you know, dear friend that I do some of my, you know, cold dipping and ocean dipping with. And her reaction was just so beautiful because A, she was excited. She's like, I'm excited I made the cut. But she also (laughs) said, this is my love language, right? Ah. Words of appreciation are my love language. So to have, you know, to have me send words of appreciation her way, like, I didn't know that was her love language. And, but I just made her day just by sending those words. So you just never know what, and sometimes it really surprises you how beautiful that is. So that's one practical way that you and I both practice gratitude. I'm sure our listeners would love to hear. I mean, you are steeped in gratitude. You understand it. You study it. You talk about it. You write about it. What are some of the ways that you yourself are practicing gratitude daily when you're not doing a 30 days of gratitude challenge, for example? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's interesting that you asked that question. And I know that
0: I, I was thinking about this quite a bit because I was listening to some of your other podcasts and I knew you were going to ask me. And I, it's my, <laughs> it's my confession is always, I do not journal. And that is something that works very well for lots of, lots of people. Mm. Uh, it's just not something that has fit my uh, bill. And, and I think I was, uh, I've indicated myself along the way to the extent that, um, there is a study that suggests that yes, daily is wonderful for lots of people. For others, a, a significant intentional, genuine expression of gratitude is even more uh, powerful. Yeah, and so I'm more in that camp. Although I love I love challenges, and it's interesting. Your thirty days of gratitude challenge. I did continue to add people to the list, and so so I have added. Yay. And maybe not every day, but almost daily, we'll send a quick note or or call. Or um, Chris Palmore out of Kentucky, who I've met, who's the Gratitude Space uh, founder. His uh, concept is called a gratitude. Grad a and he writes a postcard and then he takes photos of it okay. and then he texts that and and I sometimes then you know also pop it in the mail so it yeah they do have the physical because I know for me especially a text is really ephemeral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's there's not as many ways to keep and look back on texts as there are I mean yes you can download the picture and if you do and I mean
1: that is I like that idea though of sending the picture because you're right texts do get lost in this but if it's a photo and you download it it stays in your downloaded photos right so and most phones have albums for like photos that came from your text messages so oh I see every 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 time every time there's always something
0: new and it's brilliant. I I just loved it when oh he shared gosh. that. And in fact, it was in the middle of our challenge that he serendipitously sent me a gratogram. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, okay, here's an as you say, another way, another way. And that's you know, for me, I'm I I love routine totally. However, in my gratitude practice. I think I get really charged up by um, challenges and variety and okay, focus short bursts. So 30 day challenges yeah. or those kinds of things really um, allow me to look at it in a new and different way and to reach out to different people and and again, my my number one motivator is to is to externally express because i know i i've been gifted i was fortunate to learn to live and feel grateful for what i have what i've experienced who i have in my life my downfall has been when i've not remembered to share and express and tell. You know, I people can't read my mind.
1: (laughs) Not yet, anyway.
0: So it's so it's that part that you know I really am working on and encourage others to work on as well.
1: Well that is perfect. What a great way to wrap up this conversation about gratitude. I love it when I have a guest on the show that is like me, gratitude is the way you live. Right. When I ask you about your personal gratitude practice, it's like there's no answer to that because it is just how you live. And I also think it's wonderful that you share that things like challenges and new and creative ways to express gratitude help you in your own gratitude practice. And I think for our listeners, you know, many of the listeners already have gratitude practices and they come to this podcast because they want to learn new and different ways to practice gratitude that they haven't thought of before. And that I haven't thought of before, because this is, to me, this is what is the magic of gratitude is there are endless ways to practice. So if our listeners, or I should say, when our listeners want to find out more about you, where is the best place to find you?
0: I would love anyone who's on Facebook to come find me on Facebook. If you just Google or search for The Grateful Way on Facebook, my Facebook page, and every Thursday, I do a Thankful Thursday. April has been all about books because that's BC Book Day and Canadian Independent Booksellers and all kinds of things like that. So there's a theme. And the other way, if you're not on Facebook, I do dabble in LinkedIn (laughs) but my my focus is on personal as opposed to professional but I will certainly connect with you that way if that's where you like to like to be and communicate and lastly uh, thegratefulway.ca my website send me send me a note I'd be happy to connect
1: awesome thank you so much IJ for such a wonderful conversation All about gratitude, what we both love so much. And I'm sure our listeners just got so much from this conversation. So thanks again for being present with me today and sharing your heart with us. An absolute delight, Julie. Thank you. It was my pleasure. It was my pleasure. Thanks for sticking around till the end of the podcast. I appreciate you. If you're not already following us on your favorite app, make sure you click on the check or follow podcast. So you'll be alerted every time there's a new podcast episode. If you enjoyed the episode and want to help us grow, here's some easy things that you can do. You can leave a review on your favorite app. You can share this podcast with a friend and send it directly. And you can also share through social media. Feel free to tag me on any posts in your stories and I'll repost. Thank you to Paul Tedeschini for doing the post-production audio for the podcast. And one last thing. I hope you're choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.